No one knows the exact date, but it's believed that around 1665, a very well-known Dutch painter by the name of Johannes Vermeer, during the Golden Age, the Baroque period, created a masterpiece that later on in the 21st century would almost rival in notoriety the Mona Lisa. The name of the painting, no one really knows. It was signed merely I.V. Meer with no title, which isn't uncommon, but also died before, Vermeer died before he could actually tell anybody the real name of the painting. I don't think it was, he painted and then died. I think it was just, it was originally found, I should say, among other works. It wasn't just put out there to be displayed. It was part of others. So no one really knew what it was. It had several names over the years, many better than others. Some of the most used at the time when it was found, which is quite odd. Portrait in antique costume, uncommonly artistic, was one. <laughs> of course, it was in Dutch. It wasn't in English. Another was painted in the Turkish fashion. Both of those basically just kind of describing it really roughly. And later on, they had names such as a young woman with a blue hat, okay, smiling girl, the lace maker. In 1995, it finally became girl with a pearl earring or girl with a pearl, which beat out the previous name just before that, girl with a turban. They wanted to match social cues of the time and that girl with a pearl earring, earring, earring just sounded a little bit better than girl with a turban. And that is what is known as today. It's an iconic painting. And whether you've seen it in its true form, either personally or via picture, it's been traveled to different museums over the centuries. So there's a very good chance that you've seen it in New York during the 90s. Or if you're really lucky, you saw it in the Netherlands at its original home at the Mardis House. In Haug. Haug? No, the Haug. But most likely, if you're of the younger persuasion, you've seen it in memes. It's a dark background with a young girl, the blue and white turban, blue yellowish robes, and a big pearl earring in her ear, which has been disputed as early or as late as 2014 by an astrophysicist, <laughs> Mr. Vincent Icke, that the material is actually tin, not a pearl, but there's no way of knowing that. Either way, if I showed it to you, you would say that you have definitely seen it. You just didn't know what it was called or who it was by. 
Well, last year, the Mortis House, which is has been its home for quite a while now, in a very beautiful museum with other really, really unique pieces of work, has been its home, and this is where it's been. I think I said that. I did. I'm just going slow right now. You gotta you gotta bear with me. I'm just coming back into this after being away for a couple of weeks. So last year they decided that they were going to lend it to the the Rick's Museum in Amsterdam. Not very far away. Still in the Netherlands. However, during its time away. The museum decided that they were going to, instead of leaving the space empty, because it's the most iconic painting in the building, and that's where people go to that, it's a big draw, I should say. It's not the only reason they go, but it's a big draw. I mean, they have banners outside of the outside of the museum on the face of the Moritz house, showing the painting. The website, that's the first thing you see. It's a big deal. So instead of having it blank, they decided to hold a contest. Now, this contest was giving anybody the opportunity to fill in that space and have their work viewed by the hundreds of thousands that see this or visit this museum every year. That's a big deal, especially if you're an artist. Now, they got over 3,500, or I believe just under 3,500 submissions. Not a lot of them are great. Some were just photographs of people. Some were photographs of people standing in front of the original painting. Some people did little sketches. Others created or recreated the face. Here's the thing that they wanted. I, I forgot to mention this. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. But the museum wanted to make sure that, one, that space was filled. And two, it was filled with something that resembled the painting. It didn't have to be an exact match. That's not what they wanted. They wanted somebody to recreate the painting in their own way so that at least it would have the style of the girl with the earring or the pearl earring. So people all over the world submitted pieces of work of them posing as the young girl, drawing the young girl, drawing their depiction of the young girl, girl of different different ethnicities, people creating the the painting out of different materials like markers and pens, not using them to color, but actually using them as pieces of work. There was one that was submitted uh, that was an ear of corn where the the husk was colored the same blue, or at least a representation of that same blue, and had a flowy part of the turban that, that went out around her neck. It's good. But the thing that won, or the piece of work that won, was not created by any human. At least not exactly. The piece of work that is sitting there now, or was sitting there, because now it's after April, and April 1st is when the girl with the pearl earring uh, came home, was created by... It's unfortunate. Okay. So I did a, a podcast about this a, a few weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago. I don't know. It's, it's sometime this year about another contest in Colorado where the person that won the digital artwork contest, a blue ribbon, 
won it with a piece of work created using AI. I went through on that episode and talked about the the ramifications of that or the the implications of that and you know how is that fair for one is it ethical you know i went through a different a bunch of different things and and i in my opinion thought it was unethical that that beat out people that actually used their hands and and here we go okay so there are different sides to this as well digital art is it real art okay in my opinion there are forms of digital art that are real. And I do, I mean, my wife does digital art, not solely, but she does digital art and she creates beautiful things. So for the category digital art, should they have been allowed to submit something created by an AI? In my opinion, no, not at all. I believe that digital art has its place in the art world. I believe it is art. There are others that don't, and that's fine, and I understand that, and I understand their opinions. I know that vehemently some people, um, I've read several articles of, of people that absolutely despise it, and I get that too. That's fine. I, I don't completely agree with that at all, but I, I do see their points. Uh, also, like I just said, my wife does it. Not exclusively, but she does, and she's created some beautiful things. Am I going to say that she's not an artist? Absolutely not. She's one of the most gifted people I know. And what she's created in digital art and watercolor and pen and pencil and charcoal, it's all art. Absolutely. But to put it into a competition and have that person win over people that spent hours and hours of their lives, days, hours, weeks, months, creating something, even in a digital space, and to have basically programming beat them out. That was the argument that that was not, that I did not believe that that was ethical or right. I guess that's the same thing. Fair, whatever you want to call it. So in this competition, when an AI created piece of work was submitted and won, this one's even worse in my opinion than the one in Colorado. And here's why. Now, first of all, before I get into the why, I, it should be noted that this artist who is not named, it's, it's only by their, their Instagram handle, um, which is Julian-AI-Art, or underscore, I should say, um, created something using AI. However, they used AI as the base. Now, what that means is they created, they, they told the software, what to do. It came out with what was the best representation of a face that the AI could produce. And then they used Photoshop to render that and to fix it up and to make it what they actually wanted to do. Because if, you, if you've ever seen anything created with AI as far as visual, it's very rough. It doesn't look like much. It's a, it's a rough representation of a face, especially if you're doing humans or, or animals or anything. It's, 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 it's eerie for one, but two, it's very rough. So they, they refined it and, and made it what they wanted to make using Photoshop. However, the base, the majority of the work itself was created by AI. Now, the picture itself I'm looking at right now 
uh, by Julian underscore AI underscore art uh, from the Netherlands. It looks as, as though that's where they're from. Created this beautiful piece of work. I mean, it looks more like a photograph than it does a painting. Definitely does not look, a paint, look like a painting, but has a, a little painting-esque features. It's called Girl with the Glowing Earrings. And you can see both earrings in this case, and they are glowing. There's still, still an eeriness to it, but it looks better than an AI would produced fully uh, by itself. So that's something, I guess, right? So here's the problem with that. So you have all these people that submitted their own works and their own ideas and what they think that should be in there. And, and like I said, the majority of them, at least what I saw, because you can see some of the, the works that were submitted or some of the submissions that were, were given, a, a lot of them were just pictures of themselves, pictures of people that they know or pictures in front of the, the original painting. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> the problem is though, this is now or it was sitting in place of one of the most iconic paintings ever created. But that piece of work was in that spot. It took that place for the amount of time that the original painting was lent out to another museum. And whether people knew it was gone or not, people still visited that museum and still go to that museum to see the beautiful pieces of work that are there. And sometimes more specifically, the girl with the pearl earring. So that person got all the recognition that someone else could have had that spent the time creating a piece of work by hand. I, you know, in this case, I, I think a, a piece of digital art in that, that place, I don't think it would have fit. And I don't think it should fit. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, even if, you know, some of you are diehard digital art fans. I don't think that that is something bad to say. And forgive me, my wife, because <laughs> everyone else I don't, I, I really care about my wife. Um, forgive me if, if that is hurtful because it's not meant to be. It's just you're taking something from 1665, something that is iconic in so many ways, and replacing it with something created digitally. And I understand it's just a placemark. But this is seen by thousands of people during that time. And your name is getting out there. Not this person, of course, because it's just their, their Instagram handles. And, you know, so their page might get some fans. But, but maybe not. If it was somebody that painted something, drew something, their name would be on it and some details about them or about the work. But no. So that's why, in my opinion, and I'm probably not too far off, that this is even worse than the Colorado competition. Because that was a very small stage, the Colorado competition. No one's really going to see that. And if, if it weren't for the fact that an AI submitted piece of work won, it never would have gotten any attention outside of that, that fair or outside of the local newspaper. But this became a global thing. But in this museum, that's on a whole other level. People go to specifically see the pieces of work that are in this museum, and, and more specifically, Vermeer's painting. Am I wrong about that? I didn't hear anybody 
say that I was wrong about the last one. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this one. I don't know. You can tell me. I, I really, I would really like to hear your point of view. Is this wrong? Should this have happened? Should this have worked? The thing about AI art, other than the fact that it's not you creating it, other than you telling something and, you know, using specific words like, okay, great. So you're, you're very good with SEO. The other thing about it is anything created with AI as of for right now, hopefully it stays this way, cannot be copyrighted. And why? Because it's taking from the internet. It's taking from all works of art. And that's, that's also for, for, for written works. For anything created by an AI right now, using anything that's online, using, um, I'm not even going to get into the names of them, but any program, it's, it's, it's cultivating a piece of work using millions and millions of pieces of work that are pictured online. So none of it can be copyrighted and that this person cannot sell this piece of work. And you know, that that's fine. I mean, if you're creating just for the sake of creating, that's a great thing. I'm not saying anything against that, but if you're creating something and you're hoping to get paid for it, don't use AI because you can't. It's technically copyrighted. And the fact that they were able to then manipulate it using Photoshop doesn't make it any better. You know, they, they did put it in the time to do it and they probably spent a lot of time. I, I'll give them that. They probably spent a lot of time changing it into exactly what they wanted it to be and altering it in different ways. But it's still the base of it. The majority of it is AI generated. I don't know. The implications for this are just a little bit too much. They're, it's getting a little bit out of hand. And that's not even going into other things, <laughs> other implications using AI. And this is just specifically with art and using it in a competition and winning that competition. I mean, this, the, there are other grander competitions out there, but this was a very specific one that, that I guess is just the latest. It, it's still happening. People are still going to submit work created by computers, but, and by computers, I mean AI, just so that's clarified, but should they? And that's the real thing here. Should they be doing this and should they be winning? You know, obviously it's being picked. I, I did see a few other pieces of work that were submitted that, that looked good, but this was like, was perfect, but it was almost too perfect. Obviously, you know, something else could have gone there. There, there are very talented people out there. They're very talented people that submitted work and they weren't chosen. They were chosen or they were beat out like the people in Colorado, the runners up beat out by AI. Oh man. Uh, you can go to no green eggs podcast on Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase the question for Spotify somewhere along these lines. Is, 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 is this good? <laughs> what, what's wrong with this? Uh, many things in my opinion. So that's that's how I see it. Uh, it's it's scary. It's not great. Um, I don't know. It's scary is is one word that I guess for AI and stuff. Well, it's kind of scary. Right? If you're if you are an artist who is spending your life creating things in hopes that people will recognize them or to sell them as commissions or or anything that is you know, bearing your soul and, and for the sake of creating and for people knowing it and, you know, changing the way people view things. I don't know. It, it doesn't, whatever it is, it's a big deal. I don't know. I, I know a little heated about this one, but uh, it's, it's doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, it, it's just progressing. <laughs> it started with a little blue ribbon fair and now it's, 
in the Netherlands. I just, I don't know. I go see the original and <laughs> the, the Moritz house in the, in the Netherlands. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, I, I really wish I could get somebody on here to talk about this that maybe is on the other side. Cause that would be is, uh, I don't know. All right. So, okay. No, geez. I, I did have a little bit more and it has something to do with the copyright. I mean, so if, if, <laughs> If companies can now use, and this is a great comment. This is a comment on a YouTube video that I saw about this um, particular competition. And someone said, the copyright decision is actually a really interesting development. A lot of people have been saying that now that companies can generate this stuff for free, minus the cost of the actual software itself that they would just want to pay for it. Because you're not going to get, here's the other thing. The free stuff is obviously not as good as the better stuff or the, the pro stuff. Because it's going to scour more of the internet if, than the free version, whatever. So minus the $60 a year, whatever it's going to be to get this, they won't have to pay for artists anymore. However, if this decision is held up, big companies may be forced to not use AI art unless they want their IPs to become public domain, at least in some aspects. All right. So there's, I'm, I'm really hoping that, that that is kind of an argument for copyrighting it. If they cop, if if AI art can be copyrighted, if people are going to be using it, just don't use it. But if people are going to be using it and submitting it for commissions and stuff like that, no, I, I, I can't. No, I, I'm going to have to stick with what I said. I, don't copyright it. This, this can't be used. However, I mean, this company, I mean, that's a great point. I'm just, I'm having an internal battle right now with myself. <laughs> so I'm not even speaking everything I'm saying or thinking out loud. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. What do you think about that? That's, um, should it be copyrighted in order to keep, keep artists being able to be paid for their work, but at the same time, allowing the space for AI generated artwork to take commissions away from people in the digital world and, and from, from businesses that are commissioning artists or take away the copyright. Don't, don't copyright the work because it's technically taken from other people anyway and other works of art. But in that case, taking jobs away still from artists that, that could be commissioned to create something for a company. That's hard. That's difficult. That's a very, that's a very good, very good comment by this person. Okay. Um, so if you want, I, I'll put a link to this video, I guess, um, by Mental Outlaw on YouTube. And uh, you can take a look at yourself and, and read the comments. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. Yeah, I'll let you do that. I'm going to move on. Okay, now that we are, I guess since we are talking about art and and uh, creativity, I thought, why not find a patent that had to do with that? Or, in this case, to go against it. And more specifically, go against graffiti. So this one <laughs> was, is labeled Spray Away. Embarrass all who express themselves with inky aerosol. Okay, so... On the, the picture is a, is a person standing with a spray can against a wall or in front of a wall spraying the stuff. It kind of looks like the wall has foam on it and stuff like that, but um, they're spraying the wall and aerosol. The aerosol stuff is coming out and bouncing back. Looks like it should be painting him instead of the, the wall, but uh, that's what it is. Okay, so here's the abstract. This is from October 7th, or this is, okay, the patent date is October 7th, 1997. This is a U.S. patented idea. It's out there. 
Um, the inventor is Henry C. Hunt Jr. Hunt Henry C. Hunt Jr. from Rio Virgin. Oh, that's his address. St. <laughs> <Saint> George, Utah. <laughs> you want to go find this guy? He's in an apartment number 204. Okay. Um, it was filed in May 6, 1996, patented later October 7th, 1997. Here's the abstract. A system of components for preventing the application of graffiti to property includes one or more sensors and a signal transmitter at or near the surface to be defaced and signal receiving means for actuating a mechanism in the spray apparatus or at the surface to be protected, yeah, protected which will enable prevention of the surface targeted for defamation. Or defacement, not defamation. <laughs> I'm sorry, the font is a little is a little sketchy. It's it's kind of hard to read. Okay, so this isn't for a spray can. This is an apparatus that will deter graffiti, if that's a thing. I mean, listen, you might be saying, well, of course it's a thing. There's a patent for it. Okay, this is a patent for an idea. Okay, let's get that very clear. Doesn't mean that it's actually working. <laughs> Nor does it mean that it's actually in use. I still see plenty of graffiti out there and new graffiti is happening all the time. Banksy is still creating stuff. So obviously it's not being used. Okay, continuing. One embodiment of the invention includes a signal receiver in the spray canister, which actuates an electromagnet to move a plug in the marking material delivery tube to a flow blocking position. I don't understand what that is. Oh, okay. A second embodiment of the invention. No, okay. I don't understand. Is this... (laughs) Is this just a surface or is this a spray can? Because that last sentence just kind of seemed, it's a spray canister. What is this? All right, moving on. Well, hopefully we'll get some clarification, but I highly doubt it. A second embodiment of the invention includes a signal receiver in the spray canister coupled to a rotatable magnet for rotating the upper end of the delivery tube away from the spray nozzle thereby breaking the path through which the marking material travels from the spray apparatus to the target surface. These are really long sentences. I'm like having trouble breathing, just reading them. A third embodiment of the invention provides for the creation of an electromagnetic electromagnetic field at the targeted surface and the mixing of the marking material, parentheses, either by the paint, quote unquote, manufacturer or afterwards, end parentheses, with, or closing parentheses, whatever you want to say, with a magnetic material so that when sprayed at the surface, the marking material is repelled. I want to, I'm going to keep telling you to, you know, comment. Uh, Can you tell me what that means? (laughs) I'm a very visual person. Reading some of this stuff does not make sense to me. And I don't know if you understood what I just read. If you go on here and you read it yourself and you understand what it is, I don't know. I can't understand what that, that just was. I'm still not sure. Is it a wall? that is unpaintable or is it um, some kind of radar that, or like a laser that, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Then the next couple of pages are just more figures. Uh, It has the same guy in the first picture, he's in pants and then the next one he's in shorts. So it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're not going to be able to paint this wall. I think. Then it has drawings of the internal mechanism of the spray bottle. Okay, so it's a spray bottle. But is it? I still, I'm not positive because there's lots going on in this drawing. Even though it's very archaic and and doesn't have a lot, there seems to be a lot. There's so many figures. And what, what's 410, 420? They, they skip a bunch too. That The other figures that we've had, 
where they have, you know, listing all these different items, they, they start with one or they go A, B, C. This starts with 10, 20, 30, 40, and it goes all the way up to, it looks like 420, but they skip a bunch, 430, I'm sorry. 10, 20, 30, 40, 100, 106, 112. What is that? <laughs> F, there's an F. Then there's an MF. I, that seems on the nose. Um, okay. I'm skipping the drawings. There's, there's four or five figures labeled, five figures labeled with a bunch of numbers. Don't know what they mean. And there's two and a half page, almost three pages of explanation. I don't think we're going to, we can't go through all this, but I really need to know what's going on. So background of the invention. This is from the document. Let's do this. Yeah. We'll just skip the brief description of the drawings. Um, detailed description of the invention. Maybe we'll go into a little bit of that and that's kind of what ends, but that's, that's almost two pages just by itself. Okay. So here we go. Graffiti prevention apparatus is the actual name. Background of the invention. One, field of the invention. The present invention, this is a subtitle, field of prevention. This is the subtitle of background of the invention. Oh boy. The present invention relates to apparatus for defeating the application of graffiti and other undesirable markings to structures and surfaces, and more particularly to a system of components which cooperate to prevent the application of unwanted or unsightly markings and symbols on surfaces or structures by individuals bearing spray cans of marking media. Why can't they just, for my sake, break up the paragraph? I mean, that's just one big sentence, and it's just as big as every paragraph that's, that comes next. So just break it up, please. Oh, man. And, and also because, you know, my jaw still hurts from, or my face still hurts from, you know, the surgery and stuff. It's, this, is, this is tough. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> Number two, description of the related art. One recent problem that contemporary Western society has encountered in the de deliberate defacement of otherwise aesthetically pure and unblemished surfaces by decadent or otherwise indecent individuals. See, it now they have a period. That's the end of the sentence, but it seems like that should have gone on. It doesn't seem like that is the end of that sentence. <laughs> Next sentence, whether its application is intentional or a result of boredom, the marks of graffiti, as it has become known, <laughs> is generally an assault on the visual pleasures of man. Disagreed. Disagreed. As an artist, not a visual artist, a visual learner, visual person, not a visual artist. I disagree with that. Now, there's some graffiti that is not as pleasing. And some is, you know, defaming things and it some has crude language and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about murals, things that are created by somebody, Banksy's artwork. It's not an assault on the visual pleasures of man. <laughs> That's a very strong statement. Okay. There's beautiful graffiti out there. And I, I, we've all seen beautiful graffiti. We've all seen what isn't beautiful, but I, I know that that's a false statement. This person has a vendetta. Continuing on with number two, and this seems to be going for a little while. Almost always, graffiti is accomplished by an act of writing or drawing while using paint. Thank you for that clarification. Spray paint cans are the tools of choice. Drawing or writing on a structure or surface typically detracts from its appearance. Graffiti, when viewed as a problem, must be firmly dealt with. See. I don't agree with that. Drawing a writing on a structure or a surface typically detracts from its appearance. Well, it could in a good way. Not all graffiti is good. 
not all graffiti should be placed in places. Like if it's a, a monument or something, it should not be, no graffiti should be on there. You know, if it's already a work of art, it shouldn't be covered with graffiti. But there are bare walls out there, bare brick walls on the sides of buildings that could use some beautification. And there are really great murals out there. So I, I don't agree with all of this. I, I, so far, I, mean, I don't know what I agree with. None of this sounds good. At the present time, sorry, continuing on. At the present time, the only known way to correct graffiti is to provide a remedy after its application, as for example, by its erasure, eraser, erasure, or the application of one or more coats of media, in parentheses, for example, paint, to cover the graffiti. Either procedure is very costly. Okay, so that, that confirms, I guess, that this is not, that they're not creating surfaces that, uh, will deflect graffiti. <laughs> this is specifically for something after the application is done. Okay, continuing. Various mechanisms are known for deterring theft or intrusion. However, each of these described below are unable to prevent the damage from occurring in the first place. Okay, so then it it goes over some stuff, other U.S. patents that have been created. Um, and we're not going to go through those. Yeah, some Renfro discloses a valve assembly for pressurized aerosol. Okay, I don't know what that is. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So parts of it are going to different things. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of reading the oh the first just so you know, and those of you that have heard these before, you already know that I don't know what it is before I start reading it. I just look at the pictures, I hear the names, and I'm like, yes, this is the one for today. I want to be just as surprised as you are. So forgive me for that, but it's more fun that way. Okay. Object, uh, objects, objects of the present invention. Mm. It is therefore the principal object of the present invention to provide a method and apparatus for, for preventing the application of graffiti to an object or surface. See, what is, what is that? You can't say that it's, why is an apparatus is see when I hear it in this context, an apparatus seems like a wall that cannot be drawn on. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just wrong with that. I don't know. Another object of the present invention is to provide a method and apparatus for preventing the def defacement. I don't know why I keep defamation <laughs> of structural surfaced by sprayed paint through actuation of a valve disabling means carried by the spray mechanisms or by the surface of the structure. I just seriously. Still another object of the end. Okay. There's a lot of stills and I'm looking, just gazing and it's all the same thing. It, they just repeat themselves over and over again. And that's one thing that we found in these patents, right? They just, they, they repeat themselves over and over again. And it's, it's, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's very annoying. Um, let's, we're scrolling down. Brief description of the drawings. Not going to go there. I'm not going to bore you with that. It's it is actually very brief, which is very surprising. Um, detailed description of the invention itself. The following detailed description is of the best currently contemplated modes of carrying out the invention. The description is not to be taken in a limiting sense, but is made merely for the purpose of illustrating the general principles of the invention, since the actual scope of the invention can be best determined by the appended claims. 
I, so then it goes it goes through some of the points of all the drawings using the 10 30 100 106 104 130 uh, all those little things oh it skips the 200 just maybe you should have done like one dot right I, i'm i'm thinking out loud again but it's I, I think they're going you know 10 20 30 40 and then they're going to 100 but 10 and 1 2 i, I just don't be in my brain right now. I'm not going to let you do that. Okay. Alternatively, the receiver, power source, and electromagnet can be combined as a single component. For example, mounted on a PC board or provided on a circuit chip and secured to the outer surface of the tube central portion. What is happening with this thing? This thing has a computer in it. It's a spray can. It, it's also AI. It's an AI can that uh, will... Scour the internet. It has to be, you have to have on, be on Wi-Fi. So you have to be connected, either Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. And it has to be able to scour either your phone or some kind of device in order to uh, access the internet and, you know, get all these paintings and, and things and, and create something that is not right. Okay. There's a lot going on with this. I'm not going to go through this. Okay. Here's, this is the end. <laughs> This is the last page. There's so much going on. I'm I'm not going to understand what they're saying in all these um, clarifications, quote unquote, of the invention itself. It's it's not going to work for any of us. And I'm not going to put you through that. All right. When the intruder directs the spray from the can at the wall surface to be marked, the pressurized, when the intruder, who's the intruder? I guess it's the graffiti person. When the intruder directs the spray from the can at the wall surface to be marked, the pressurized ferrous material containing marking fluid emerging from the can is repelled by the electromagnetic field created by the components. What is happening? Are they replacing people's spray cans with spray cans that spray back at you? Spray paint is needed for things. What are they doing? Okay, who is buying paint that they can't actually paint with? And they actually, it's like, it's like when you steal something and there's a dye pack and you know it's in there and you open up the dye pack anyway. You're like, I, I want this to explode in my face. That's probably not the same thing. <laughs> but it feels like that. Um, this embodiment, uh, continuing on, uh, this embodiment of the inventive system will not only result in the prevention of the marking fluid from reaching the wall surface, but also, and most likely, in the repulsion of the fluid back from the electromagnetic field onto the intruder, thus marking him for later identification. It is a die pack. So, all right, I'm not going through this. I'm thinking, and I don't know for sure, because <laughs> I'm just guessing, that, no, I this does not make sense. I was going to say that they're creating something you could just paint on a, on a wall, and then that will, the material that's there will then deflect paint, but they're not creating a new thing that has never been seen before. <laughs> they're, they're creating an invention, a spray can. And it looks like they're just assuming that all spray cans are going to be switched with this and that they are not going to be able to use these spray cans anymore. So what is the point of even creating spray cans? Is your head hurting? Moving on. While the present invention has been described in conjunction with specific embodiments thereof, it is evident that many alternatives, modifications, and variations will be apparent to those skilled in the art in light of the foregoing description. <sighs> Accordingly, the present invention is intended to embrace all alternatives, modifications, and variations which fall within the spirit and scope 
of the appended claims. What I claim, this is Henry, one, a graffiti thwarting system comprising proximity detectors adapted to be mounted adjacent to surface to be defaced, transmitter means supported adjacent said surface for emitting signals and means responsive to said transmitter means signals for preventing marking material released from a pressurized spray canister from reaching said surface. Okay. I don't know about you, but it became a tad bit clearer. Not really, but it seems like this is, this is, this is not just a spray can. This is a multifaceted system that, why is it a spray can? (laughs) The whole thing is a spray can, but it, it seems like this is, you not only have to have the spray can, which I'm assuming now reading this, that, that they want all these, all spray cans replaced with this very expensive computerized version. But you also have to buy, not also, I'm sorry. You as the wall owner or property owner that you don't want to face need to buy these proximity detectors, mount them adjacent to the surface of the potentially defaced piece of property transmitters where I'm not, I don't know where they're going that emit signals to the spray cans so that the spray paint is deflected. So as I said before in the drawing, it looked like the paint was coming back to them. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to touch the saw, the, the wall at all. So going back, I'm quickly going to go back to the, the first image, the very first image. It looked like there was like foam or something on this wall. No, that is the transmitters pushing out <laughs> waves of energy. So it can't get anywhere. The spray paint can't get anywhere near the wall and just goes right back in their face. So I'm looking at this. Now I'm looking at the next drawing and there's like all these little rectangles on this wall. So these, these emitters are everywhere. And if you're going to try to spray paint at it, it's going to shoot you back in the face. <sighs> okay. We have a better idea of what they're looking to do. There's no way this works. No way. It, there's no way that it, First of all, no one's doing this. Second of all, it, the costs for spray paints would be astronomically more if you're putting a con- computer chip in every single one of them. I mean, this is insane. And then you as a business owner or a property owner have to buy all this equipment just to make sure that you're not graffitied. I can see how this would be great for... <sighs> It would be great for like museums and stuff like that. And, and um, what what are those protected buildings? I'm, <laughs> what is it? There's architectural, but what is it called? It doesn't matter. They're protected. So I can see how that would be somewhat useful. But for like a minute, when people realize, okay, I can't use spray paint. I'm just going to use a paintbrush or I'm just going to use oils. I'm just going to spray it on there. <laughs> I'm not just going to you know squeeze the bottle until it's on. I'm going to Jackson Pollock this place. So yeah, great. You got the spray cans. Now, now what about the guy with the brush? Every brush has got to be, so they can't even get too close to it. They're, they're trying, oh, I can't get it. That, in my mind, that made sense. So I'm sure some of you got that. <laughs> I'm not even going to read the rest of this. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. And, and there's so much, it's basically the graffiti thwarting system of claim one. It, they just keep going. He just keeps going. The next sentence the number two explains number one. Number three explains number one and number two. Number four goes number three and, and so on. No, I do want to read one of them. 
the graffiti thwarting system of claim one, wherein said transmitter means com- means compri- comprises radio transmitting means and said preventing means includes radio receiving means. I hate this. I hate everything about this. <laughs> I hate the sentences. I hate this person for, for making this. I, I, Henry. Henry, if you're out there, just let me know. Did this work? All the work you did, you did that this with imagining this thing. Did it? Did it actually come to fruition? Did it, did anything come from this? I don't think so. I haven't heard of anything like this. People are still graffitiing things. There's new graffiti every day. Uh, obviously, it's not working, or nobody bought it. If it's working, nobody's implementing it. I, oh man, that one hurt more than the others. <laughs> I'd rather have the bat wings. Yeah. So let me know what you think about the AI stuff. Um. Just circling back to that really quick. Just, uh, you know, hit me up on No Green Eggs Podcast on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Uh, I really want to get somebody on here that is really adamantly for it, if I can find you. <laughs> I want to know. Because I honestly want to know what your opinion is and and why you think it's okay. Uh, for now, I'm going to say it's not okay. You know, let's see. Change my mind, I guess. I don't know. It, you're not going. It's not going to happen. It can't. I just don't see... I just think the the implications are just so much worse off than, uh, and like I said before, we're not even getting into the real scary things about AI. That that could be a whole other thing. I mean, go to Radio Lab for that, but uh, they're not a sponsor and uh, <laughs> they're not affiliated with us at all. But uh, you know, go to somewhere else for that. For that, I would love to have a discussion with somebody, but it's not going to happen on this podcast. Uh, I don't think it's not really what what we're doing here. We're just going to stick with the art stuff and. Uh, you know, maybe films, I, who knows? You're going to have, you are, you are absolutely going to one day have a film that was created with AI. No actors anymore, just AI, right? I mean, that's probably a leap, but I don't, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Yeah. Let me know what you think. No Green Eggs podcast on Instagram. And um, yeah, I'm doing better, by the way. Getting better every day. Still hurts when I do some things. And uh, if I talk too much, we have a softball game tonight, so tomorrow I might be a little sore. We had one the other day. I was sore, but um, oh, that was last week. You know about that. No, you don't, you don't know about that. Yeah, so we had a, a game last week after the podcast was uh, put out. And the next day it was hurting, but it wasn't as bad as the game before that. So we're getting there. We're getting better. And it's looking better. Face is looking better. It's not not sloth. Uh, I really thought it would be, but it's not. So it's good. And that's it. So until next time, see you, not see you.